2: Al Warren, heard on KCB, 106.5 FM Los Angeles, 102.3 FM Riverside, and
0: one hundred five oh AM Palm Springs.
4: All right, we've made it back, and joining us now on the phone is uh, Travis View. How are you doing, Travis?
1: I'm doing wonderfully today, Al. How are you doing?
4: I'm always good. (laughs) Okay, good um so let's let's uh, there's been a lot going on in your world I see you're very very active on uh, Twitter and there's all sorts of stuff going on um, especially uh, in conspiracy w- what's been really hitting the, the the headlines lately
1: well of course um, everyone is talking about uh, Epstein this is sort of the the incident that uh, that sort of made everyone a conspiracy theorist both both his arrest and his and his uh, still being investigated death, which was officially ruled a suicide by the uh, by the medical examiner, but uh, of course there are lots of there are lots of issues surrounding that. There was a, there was a as New York Times reported there was a cover up uh, from the guards who were supposed to be watching him but failed to. And this this whole incident certainly uh, certainly has energized the uh, the QAnon community. I'll say that.
3: So after.
1: After Epstein died, all of these
3: conspiracy theories popped up and both sides were sort of pointing fingers at the other side. So you had some people saying it was Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton who killed him, and then you had uh, people on the other side saying that Trump must have killed him. I mean, where did you see more of this
1: coming from? I uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, this is this was, yeah, this is part of an sort of an age old, at least decades old uh conspiracy theory was the, the Clinton body count in which in which a lot of people who don't like Bill and Hillary Clinton accuse sort of like people surrounding the Clintons of dying mysteriously through um suicides and stuff because it was like case fact I think uh Vince Foster uh this is an old case which they of uh someone that they people uh, basically accused of uh, of uh killing. But um yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, what's really interesting about the Epstein case is that because he was so connected to elite circles, just just everyone, inclu- including you know Trump and the Clintons, um, everyone had a uh, had a had a way to sort of like connect connect Epstein to someone that they didn't like, and this is of course why it's sort of like perfect fodder for conspiracy theories is that because he had all of these connections and because of like the um, uh, very you know depraved credible allegations against him. There are a lot of people in the elite circles who maybe would not want him to to talk anymore. So, just it's just a perfect storm for generating conspiracy theories.
3: But do, now, let me ask you: Do you think it was true that he was killed by some rich, powerful cabal to cover up secrets? And, and do you think that his his connections sort of, you know, are much more seedier than we even heard about?
1: Uh, I I I think that this is definitely, and it's, the more you read into it, I think that there is there are things that we are not being told, both by about uh, about uh, Epstein and his connections and the and the um, the circumstances surrounding his death. Like it, like we said, it's already been confirmed that uh, you know the, the guards didn't check on them every half hours they are supposed to, and then they attempted to cover it up. Now that might be. That might be, might just chalk it up to, you know, simple incompetence. But, but whenever there's a mysterious death of a well-connected person and there's already, it's already known that there was a cover-up involved in, in, in his death, well, you know, you can't help but, uh, want to ask questions. If I had to guess, if I had to guess, I would say it probably is suicide just because, uh, real life is just never quite, quite as exciting as it is in the, in the conspiracy theories. But I will say that there, there are some unanswered questions that I would like to see answered.
3: It seems like it blew up really quick as soon as he died. And now it's, you know, once the medical examiner came out and said it was indeed suicide, um, that all the chatter about it seems to have gone away for the most part. Do you think that just sort of once people got, you know, an official ruling on it, that it just shut them up?
1: I think I think that that certainly will satisfy sort of like the most sort of news consumers who just, who just um, read read the headlines. And now the people who are who are like news, news junkies and the people who are obviously the conspiracy theorists that that is still unsatisfying. And there are still multiple investigations into the matter. And um, I'm really interested in seeing what what comes of that.
3: Yeah, I mean it doesn't shock me at all because if you say you have some public union employees. Who are probably understaffed, overpaid, working a lot of OT to make extra money, and they're not making as many rounds in the prison where there's really no one to watch what they're doing, um, yeah. and they're not checking in as much at 3 a.m. as they should be. I mean, who, who, who's going to say that that's, that that's abnormal or shocking or anything like that?
1: yeah 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 that's 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 certainly i mean again this is uh another instance and there's also there's also the um apparently he was um he was briefly on uh suicide watch a, a t- when he had uh Epstein was briefly on suicide watch when he had allegedly committed tried uh, tried to commit suicide previously and then he was taken off that after being determined that he wasn't to himself and then and then a uh He was did have a cellmate, but he was transferred out of his cell shortly before he committed suicide. And this was something else that was apparently against regulations. Again, we we when after this, we started hearing all sorts of stories that come out of the Metropolitan Correctional Center about all the things he said. It's understaffed. It's not the people who are guarding it aren't um, aren't always even you know full time correctional officers. There, there are lots of errors being made, so this is this is just it's just a poorly run facility, and this is just an example of of sort of the how poorly it was administered, and so it's just easier to chalk it up to incompetence rather than some sort of uh, grand sort of conspiracy. But yeah, but uh, but still, I feel like there uh, there is I would like to see some some questions answered. That's all.
3: So why don't we move along a little bit. So how about uh, Epstein was a very popular topic of conversation for the QAnon community. And these people, despite it sort of looking bad for Trump, that Epstein had some connections to, I guess, some of the people in the Trump administration. It looks like they may have helped him get a sweet deal 10 years ago. Um,
1: yes, uh, that's Alexander Acosta, the labor secretary who helped broker the, the, the uh, 2006 deal that basically helped Epstein get off on a minor charge for the very, very serious crimes he, w- he was accused of.
3: So Acosta eventually resigned, but it, just, I mean, it would look to most observers like there are some connections there between Epstein and Trump, and that would sort of upset the QAnon people who are convinced that Trump is fighting the... Satanic sex trafficking cabal, which is being run by the Democrats, right? So, so yeah, how, how, they, how did they turn this into
1: into something they could swallow? Well, I mean, as always with QAnon, it's always part of the plan. You know, they they even suggested that there's a famous comment by Trump where 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 Trump talks about Epstein. He says that Epstein, who he likes, he kind of likes girls on the younger side. They thought that this was all part of a plan to eventually take down Epstein. Um, So, so this is a common theme in QAnon, where 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 Trump he knows all about this evil sex trafficking cult and cabal, but he's been waiting for a long time to take action against it until he was elected president. They have this belief that what's happening in QAnon world, this sort of this belief that Trump is uh, helping take down. This global cabal is part of a decades-long plan that's just being slowly executed, um, and so that—that's how they kind of rationalize it. Now, of course, in order to believe that, you'd have to believe that Donald Trump knew about uh, Jeffrey Epstein's, you know, child abuse and sex trafficking, and did nothing about it for decades, which is, you know, arguably a uh, not not exactly noble move.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. So. <sighs>
3: So now that Epstein's dead, are they are they counting this as a victory, or do they, or are they also saying that it's a conspiracy? Do they think Clinton may have killed him?
1: Well, yeah, I mean they're they're basically they're they're. The think about the QAnon community is that it's really more of like a a wellspring of different conspiracy theories. Um, for example, I mean there's often there's the most popular sort of like I guess mainstream conspiracy theory was that yeah it was it was part of the Clinton body count, whereas some other more, I guess, niche QAnon conspiracy theorists, they speculate that Jeffrey Epstein is not dead, that he had merely faked his death as part of a plea agreement in order to protect him from the cabal. And now he's still alive in some sort of military holding cell. And hmm. then he's still working with the Trump team to help take down the cabal. Ah.
3: Huh. Um, so... <laughs> he's with yeah, JFK yeah.
1: Jr.,
4: right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, this is yes JFK Jr., this is... Common thing in QAnon: dead people are alive and alive people are dead. Uh, so,
3: so Q has not been posting for some time, and and I, maybe you could fill us in a little bit as to maybe you could take a guess as to why. But there weren't any Q posts, and then 8chan, which is the forum where Q puts his breadcrumbs, um, has, has now disappeared for at least the time being. So, so what's going on in QAnon world with that?
1: So yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was like a few weeks ago actually. Um um Q uh was this actually just ha- happened as a consequence of the El Paso shooting. Now before the uh the El Paso shooting, um um the shooter allegedly uh posted a manifesto to the site before he uh shot up people in a El Paso Walmart. And this was the third time that um that someone had Done this, and so in response, uh, Cloudflare, which is a company that provides basically um, DDoS protection services for 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 websites, stopped supporting Hchan and uh, as a consequence of that, Hchan went down. And um, and so uh, so what happened is that, is that uh, so with with no more 8chan, Q can't post anywhere because. Uh, part of the sort of the the Q uh, sort of mythology is that there's supposed to be no outside comms. Q, Q has made this very very clear. There's may, there's to be no sort of communications outside of HM. Now this was originally very very clever on Q's part because it was designed to basically uh, no one could sort of say on Twitter for example, oh uh, I had some secret communications with the Q team and here's what they said. They sort of, um, invalidated that right off the bat. So they could have as much control as possible over the Q narrative. But it requires 8chan to stay up, and they, inter- they didn't count on 8chan going down. So as a consequence of 8chan going down, um, Q is silent. But the Q and I community is, uh, still has hope that Q will return. They are essentially awaiting the second coming of Q. <laughs> uh, they, they suspect that this might happen, um, by September 5th, which is, um, the day that um, Jim Watkins, the current owner of H.N., is, is expected to testify at Congress. So they think that
3: H.N. is going to come back on. And is there hope that Congress is going to do something to, to bring it back? Because that seems politically unfeasible to bring back a platform where you have
1: racist killers posting things. It is. It is. Yeah, I mean the the, the obstacle towards bringing it back right now isn't even legal. It's it's uh, it's um, it's technical. They're they're apparently having some. They're unable to get any sort of third party vendors to help them uh, get the site back up, and um, that's because the site is just so so toxic that no one wants to no one wants to help it or support it in any way. Well, they can't um, get some North so-
3: Korean or Russian hacker to. To host it on their on their on their on their platform or something.
1: Ah, uh, you know that that might be the next option. I mean, there, there are sort of conflicting reports on whether or not it's viable for 8chan to to uh, come back in any sort of sustainable way. I mean, if they come back, it's possible that that they'll be really really vulnerable to uh, attacks from like hacktivists and stuff that would take it down immediately. Um, according to Frederick Brennan, who actually created the site and has since come around to saying that it should stay offline, he believes that um, the technical obstacles that, that the very small team of 8chan administrators are, are having is that it's, the technical challenges are so great that it's really unlikely that 8 is going to come back. Uh, Jim Watkins, the current owner of 8chan, on the other hand, says that, oh, no, he, he still has 8chan down voluntarily and uh, he will bring it back after he speaks to Congress. I mean, the, Cong- the, 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 the testimony of Congress is really more about addressing issues of domestic extremism in the United States, and they wanted, they wanted some perspectives from Jim Watkins about that.
3: So uh, I guess this sort of begs a question, I mean, if Q is indeed a high-ranking um, Trump administration official, Who's involved in a deep cover operation to take down the satanic child trafficking cabal? I mean, why 8chan? I mean, why not anywhere else? I mean, why on some some place that only you know extremists seem to seem to traffic? A place that isn't um, very welcoming to most people, that most people have never heard of or go to. Um, you know, why there? And and if if the goal is to build a Q army, I mean, it seems like the worst place to do it.
1: Yo, know, you are you are absolutely right. Why why a place so so uh, so incredibly depraved and so um, so awful that like that? Well, it turns out like third party vendors don't want to do anything to help the site. If they're if it's why why there of all places? I mean, there really is no there's really no sensible explanation. I mean, a lot of people, QAnon people, they say something to the effect of, well, Q has to be, has to build like plausible deniability where, where they, it can't be super obvious that they are actually Trump officials because that would give away the game for some reason. So they chose this particular site, which they, which they believe is a free speech haven in their perspective in order to, deliver these Q drops in a way that only the very, very smart people on the chance can understand is basically their, their perspective.
3: Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I guess that brings up a second question too, is if this Q person is so indeed powerful, then how would their one way of communicating be
1: taken down um, <laughs> and then not replaced? Yeah, that's, and that's they the don't know how to
3: put it back up. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it is a very poor military intelligence, uh, operation that has one single communications channel and no backup plans. This is, a, this is, they, they clearly didn't, they clearly didn't think that was, that was, that this would happen at all. So, yeah, it is, it is the more, the more you examine it, the more absurd the whole mythology about this being a secret military intelligence team close to Trump is. So what happens now?
3: So the way for Q to communicate with his followers has been taken down. It may not return. Um, He still has a lot of acolytes on uh, Twitter and and other social media. Um, What's happening now? I mean, what do these people have
1: to go on at this point if they don't have? <laughs> well, um, I will, well, they, they, they still have basically all of the, um the sort of like the ways of thinking that sort of Q has trained them in. Um, like, uh, I'll give you an example. Very recently, uh, Congressman Devin Nunes posted a photograph of, of, uh, on Instagram of himself grilling a sort of a grill full of burgers. And uh, the QAnon followers, they counted 17 burgers, and they thought that this was a secret signal to the QAnon community. So they're still trying to find codes and sort of secret messages and images and stuff. And they still, they still exhibit that behavior. And on top of that, they're also trying to get organized in real life. For example, on this coming 9-11 in Washington, D.C., near the Washington Monument, there's going to be the first, um, uh, possibly the only, um, Great Awakening rally, and this is this is a basically a this is a rally designed just for QAnon believers to get together and network and try, I guess, and show off how uh, how uh, big and organized the QAnon community really is. I mean, we'll see how successful that is, but um, but uh, yeah, so that's that's what they're doing. They're trying to get organized in a way that's sort of offline, and they're trying and they're still sort of trying to find secret codes and little things everywhere. And, and they're going to have this rally
3: on 9-11 or because yes,
1: that's a, yes, when, that, that's a wednesday rally the, <laughs> that is a wednesday indeed yeah middle of the week and it's it's a very weird strange i would argue poor choice this is already a you know a, a patriotic day of mourning in the united states i'm not sure why they would try to distract from that by having the rally on nine eleven. but uh yeah that's when it's scheduled It is
3: true. So I I noticed that a few months back they had a bunch of people, some were Q followers, some were not, but they went and they protested outside of Hillary Clinton's house in Chappaqua, New York, I think. And they went to the police station. They demanded that she be arrested for, you know, the the secret child ring and and whatnot that she was running and all the murders she committed. Um, The police didn't arrest her, and they, you know... Um, there was no violence out of that. Um, but it, it's, it, it is strange that you have people going through such lengths. I mean, it's one thing to be on a social media site and say, hey, I believe this, and let's talk about it, to I'm going to travel to some random part of New York and, and go you know,
1: rally for a day or two. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that certainly is, uh, certainly concerning. It's, it really is the next step. I'm really interested in, in the ways that they're trying to organize in real life. I mean, recently they tried to organize a QAnon themed conference called Digital Soldiers Conference in Atlanta, but it fell apart where they couldn't, they couldn't get one of their original speakers that they thought they would have, which was General Michael Flynn, and, uh, so that, and then they wound up canceling that conference. So the, their efforts to get organized um, in real life is off to a shaky start. But they are trying, and uh, and so it really can be re- interesting to see what the post Q QAnon looks like. Who the new leaders will be, and uh, what exactly is, are they're going to have organizations form as a consequence of this. I mean, you know, I mean in truth, you know, the you know uh, Scientology grew without
0: There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.
3: Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes.
0: Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for twenty percent off your first purchase.
1: How important the you know the Q drops were to the actual Q movement.
0: Yeah,
3: I'd have to wonder. I mean, I, I think the these people's beliefs are still going to be intact. I mean, I think they believed even prior to Q showing up that, you know, the the country was run by evil cabals and they were doing terrible things. So I don't think they, they've changed their minds in any way. And I don't think Q has persuaded them of anything. I think, if anything, a lot of these people are just sort of it's the details that they get into. And it's sort of the fun of following you. But once the fun goes away, I have to wonder what's left. I mean, does the community involvement, does the search for the answers go away? Um, Because what do you do when it's just, you know, we have a belief that uh, evil people are doing evil things
1: and hopefully they'll be thwarted. I mean, so what? I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, part of the, I guess, the thrill of of the the Q and community is the belief that you are part of a, a vanguard movement uh, who sees the world for what it is uh, more so than like most of the normies do, and that's and because you you know, if, there's something very uh, you know flattering about the way they think themselves as as especially smart and perceptive. And so that kind of, like, that feeling that, uh, like, I, you know, that, uh, that I'm part of a small community and who knows what's really going on, I mean, that certainly isn't going to go away. And that certainly was probably going to drive them in the future. They'll, they'll still see themselves as someone who just is just sort of smarter than, like, the, than the, you know, the blue-pilled normies who consume news in a more conventional way.
3: So I imagine you must have seen earlier in the summer that uh, the FBI – A document was leaked from them, uh, from their Arizona branch office, saying that they are now considering looking at conspiracy theorists, including the QAnon group, um, as uh, potential domestic violence and domestic terror threats. Yes, yes,
1: I did see that. Yeah, they warned about the threat of... Of uh, dom- Yes, dom- domestic dom- it was, it was uh, uh, conspiracy theory-driven extremism was the phrase that they used. Yeah. yeah. So I have to wonder if the
3: odds of that are increasing with Q being gone, and I wonder if these people, because of that, will become erratic, won't have any sort of direction, won't have anything to spend their time on deciphering clues, and now they're just going to go and, you know, take action into their own hands in some way. I wonder if the danger of this has increased.
1: That's a, that's a, that's an excellent question. And that's something actually, uh, kind of something that, um, that the, that FBI document that you mentioned warned about. They concern they said that, you know, as we get closer to the 2020 election, uh, you know, and the, and the, the, um, sort of the politics becomes more polarized and the risk of this kind of violence gets, uh, it, it becomes uh, more and more. And, um, you know, and, and in addition to that, uh, there is a risk. I mean, the nightmare scenario is, Is uh, QAnon followers what they call forcing the end? And this is a this is a concept from from uh, was it from uh, Amsharikyo was the Japanese cult? And there's the the biggest the the biggest worry is that QAnon followers will basically get sick of waiting for this apocalyptic mass arrest event uh, of the elites that they think is going to happen, and um, instead of waiting for the military or someone else to do it they'll do it themselves. They'll take matters into their own hands. I mean, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. It it might not, but that's certainly the the, the worst-case scenario.
3: Now, there are some major, I guess, opinion leaders within the Q community, um, but they're sort of strange in that they're, these are sort of anonymous Twitter accounts um, that, that sort of have been tweeting about this for a long time, like Praying Medic and Joe M and some of these other ones. Yes. Um, do we know who these people are, and do are they themselves Q, um, and they're a Q acolyte on Twitter at the same time? Are are they going to move on, or or are they just going to keep doing the same thing?
1: I mean, the yeah, I mean it's there's no one knows who Joe M. That's at Storm is upon us is on Twitter, and he, which is. Very strange. He is one of the biggest sort of Qanon thought leaders. He produced some very successful videos about it. Um, there's another one, like praying Medic. We know who Praying Medic is. He is a he is a uh, Arizona uh, basically religious huckster. Um, and um, but I mean that there it has been suspected that individuals behind Q. As uh, a man named uh, Coleman Rogers, who goes by Pamphlet and non, who hosts the Patriot Soapbox uh, live stream on YouTube. Some people have also suggested that Praying Medic is another person behind Q. Uh, they will almost certainly, you know, as long as there is a community there who believes in this, this basic narrative that this Q entity has sort of laid out uh, a map to understand what's really going on behind the scenes then, yeah, they'll continue cultivating that community and be leaders in this new community. I mean, they'll be like the uh, Paul the Apostle to, you know, Q is Jesus. They'll, you know, <laughs> they'll find new ways to spread and expand upon the message.
3: So uh, when I see these Q followers on Twitter, many of them, I don't know if they're real people or not, because many of the pictures look like stock photos. Um, there isn't a lot of information about the people, and the, the descriptions of the people seem to be, you know, just something a Russian hacker would make up, you know, MAGA, Q, you know, whatever. And so, I, I mean, can we know who the true Q followers are? Are there, are? are there perhaps, are there more fake Q followers than there are real Q followers? Do we know which one is which?
1: Um, the answer is no. It's not easy to discern <laughs> which ones a, a true believer and which ones fake. And it was recently it was recently revealed um, uh, Twitter did a purge of about 1,000 accounts that were connected to uh, the Chinese government. And one of those accounts was called Liberty Lion News. It was it was a it was sort of pretending to be a QAnon follower. So uh, that's sort of confirmation that not only the Russians are getting in on sort of pushing QAnon in the United States, but the Chinese are too. So we have, we have multiple foreign agents from multiple foreign countries who see QAnon probably as like a way to sort of weaken the nation politically to create more division and confusion and, um, and to, so that it gives them incentive to pump up QAnon as much as possible. And so, I mean, I wish there was some sort of really easy way to separate the true believers from the people who are faking it online. Uh, But really, at the moment, there just just isn't. That's that's just going to add to the confusion.
3: Yeah, because I have to wonder, uh, I mean, obviously, the FBI is looking at this as a hotbed of potential violence. But on the other hand, you know, if it's a bunch of semi-anonymous Twitter accounts, how would they go about... Keeping an eye on these people, or watching them, or, or even know where violence would spring from, um, because it's, it's almost
1: impossible to track. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's it is. It's very, very confusing. It's it's. I mean, the yeah, the majority of QAnon followers, I will say, they are at low risk of doing anything really serious. I mean, QAnon is ultimately a sort of like a passive kind of movement. But if that were to change, how would you separate the real threats from these, the, the, the sort of like the bots or the foreign agents who are just causing chaos online? That's a difficult question. I don't know.
3: Yeah, I guess, but imagine if we put the flipped it on its head and say, what if Q were to come out? Let's say A-Chan came back up and Q were to come out and call for some sort of widespread violence. I mean, I doubt he would get it, but my guess is he would have some some amount of people Engaging in some sort of violence on this person's world, and, and you know we have no idea who it is.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's 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 absolutely true. I mean, this is the sort of the the the, the danger and the mystery of like like Q. Like <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we spoke to I spoke to um, Frederick Brennan. You know the the. Creator of H. Shan, he said that he didn't, you know, he had no idea who Q was, and it it still remains a mystery. There's certainly a few leads of who it really is, who might be responsible if, uh, you know, if if Q does come back and starts asking people to do dangerous things. But yeah, it is a it's it's a situation filled with filled with mystery still. Hmm. So
3: I I, I'll I, I keep coming back to this one. One call that I received maybe a year ago, and it was a dad who reached out to me and said that his son had quit his his lucrative job, the, the son had gone to college and was working in the financial um, arena, had quit his job to go become a uh, QAnon YouTuber. And he was very, very concerned about the son, about his future job prospects, and You know, because not only was he going to follow Q and quit his job to do it, but he was making a public record on YouTube of his, you know, sort of erratic beliefs. And he said, I guess the son's justification was that he was going to have to be there when the Great great Awakening happened so he could help people understand um, what was taking place. And I guess this has gone beyond just, hey, here's our explanation of how the world works, to, you know, we have a lot of people... Um, who, are, who are changing their lives and organizing their lives around it, um, which comes off as, uh, you know, almost dangerous. And there's no accountability for it. And, and I guess that's what it is. I mean, you have, I mean, we'll have all sorts of people with all sorts of, you know, telling people to do all sorts of things, but we know who they are. And, you, you know, you can criticize them and, you um, you know, take action if need be. But here, it's there's there's no accountability for for the person giving the uh, giving the instructions.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. It is. It just puts us in a very strange situation, which which means like, yeah, if God forbid, there was some sort of seriously violent uh event that you know that caused a lot of damage and was uh, caused by someone who was motivated by their QAnon belief. We we wouldn't you know know who specifically to track those actions to. I mean, uh, it is it is a very strange, dangerous situations. Very new, as like we there, there are there certainly there has been sort of like you know cults before. There has been even like you know uh, violent cults, but we've never had a sort of this kind of weird you know, movement that's so far detached from reality in which we don't have no idea who really is leading it. I mean, I, it's, you know, it's a brave new world for everyone.
3: <laughs> and what are the odds of, you know, something like this happening? Uh, you know, let's say Trump leaves office and we've got, you know, somebody else comes in, whether it's Kamala Harris or who knows who. Is there going to be a queue working for that person too? Is there another market yet to be exploited
1: by some huckster online? Um, I I kind of I kind of doubt it. I mean, Trump is a is a unique figure because he was so uh, he was so conspiratorial. We've never we've never had you know a president who was who was so conspiratorial, and so everyone who was already pre predisposed to conspiracy theories, kind of gravitated towards him and believed he was capable of extraordinary things. Um, and so, so consequently, I, I really doubt it. In fact, if, if, um, if, if hypothetically the Democrat wins in the upcoming 2020 presidential election, then I actually kind of suspect that the current Q will probably just follow Trump. They'll say that, oh, <laughs> he's still working to take down the cabal, but he has to do it from outside of the presidency. <laughs> now the deep state can't touch him. And now that he's not in office anymore. They'll come up with some sort of excuse. But um, but uh, yeah, I, I I really I really think that the, the QAnon phenomenon could only happen with Trump. Hmm. <laughs> so uh, so where do we go
3: from here so Q is down um, achan is down um, uh, Twitter for whatever reason has decided to allow a lot of these q centric accounts to continue I'm surprised they haven't yeah. taken
1: some of them down um, is it is that sort of the next step I mean this is I mean this the, yeah it would be interesting to see if um, if anyone else is going to take action against uh, against QAnon. I mean, last year in September of 2018, Reddit banned all QAnon content off of the, off of their platform, and uh, I think that's that did did a lot of good in order to like cripple the the movement basically. But uh, but no one else has really taken any action. I mean, most people in the QAnon community they get a lot of information from like YouTube even, and so YouTube they are not taking any real action against QAnon. It would be interesting to see if they do take a more of a hard line against, uh, people who, um, you know, push, push QAnon. Even just on YouTube, I would be happy if they were, if they prevented them from just profiting from these Mm. videos. That would be a step up. Um, but, uh, yeah, it would be interesting to see if more tech companies start seeing QAnon as something as, more, something that's seriously dangerous and start taking more action against them.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, I have to wonder how they would draw that line because we wind up in a place where, you know, if they're going to do QAnon, then, you know, in some ways QAnon yeah. is just political and social commentary. I mean, obviously that's, it's, yeah, that's, it's, it's conspiratorial, but what else are you going to ban too? I mean, you have a lot of radical preachers on YouTube running around too. I mean, are
1: we going to ban them? Um, yeah, I mean that's an excellent point. It's like well, there it's like we once, you know, how do you draw the line between like you know fostering a sort of a healthy, productive kind of community, and um, you know, and sort of banning content that's sort of destructive to that ends, and sort of having these giant unaccountable giant Silicon. Valley corporations um, basically deciding what is and is not appropriate political speech. <laughs> you know, that's uh, that certainly go, uh, forces us to go down a, sort of a very dangerous path as well. Um, yeah, I'm not sure where to draw the line. I mean, I will say that uh, Reddit certainly did not hurt at all from, from banning the QAnon content.
3: Yeah, because it seems like right now we're in a strange stalemate where – um, obviously, the government, I think some of them, I mean, would love to get in there and start banning speech that they didn't like. Um, and they make no, no bones about it. And I think yeah. corporations, um, they're very hesitant to do it because unless they have government orders to stand on, they're sort of left hanging out in the wind.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, well, I mean, at the same time, you know, the corporations they would they would prefer to do things voluntarily their way than rather than being have to deal with you know government regulations and bureaucracy. I'm sure they're trying to find some sort of happy medium in a way that sort of you know appeases their stockholders and gets the government off their back as much as humanly possible. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to uh, you know uh, thread that needle, but I guess we'll see.
4: Mm-hmm. there's only one person that decides what we can say and that's me <laughs> <laughs> I put my foot down so I, well Fair enough. Yeah. enough in, interesting conversation as usual um, we are out of time so we'll be wrapping up the show now do you have any um, website or where where do you like to be found Travis
1: sure sure if you're yeah if you're interested in what i do you can find me on twitter at uh, travis underscore view and uh we uh we have a uh podcast called the q anon anonymous podcast and you can find that uh where on your favorite podcasting app we recently did a really fascinating interview with Chain creator frederick brennan who goes into uh the basically the journey of that website so it's uh very very interesting
4: Okay, we'll we'll have that link to our site, and uh, again,
1: thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me.
2: To find out more about our show, Uh, guests, or to listen to past shows from our archive, please go to www.houseofmysteryradio.com. The mission
1: has been completed. The end. By George, he's got it. It is the end. I'll see you. If you're
0: lying to me, I'll be back.
3: This has been a production of Something with
0: Media. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands.